0: Hi everybody! Welcome to episode two thirty-seven. I think. of Red Wings! Right? We're tirades and a passion, please. For yeller, Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Mike, we've got uh, some more draft prospects to talk about. Mike, you wanted to do—you um, wanted to decide which of the Stanley Cup favorites we'd like to emulate, and then uh, we've just got some good old Red Wing news. news. Oh, break news! so uh mike i have some tech friends at work that told me i have to go right up to the mic and i need need to do this more professionally so uh we're gonna try that tonight uh so if it's too loud which is always my fear uh everybody just chime in and say matt icky um but yeah like uh we're, we're gonna try this out because we're trying to avoid having to buy new microphones, and they said, you're probably just too far away from your microphone. So give that a shot.
1: Um, Matt, as a fan of uh, ASMR videos, this is starting off really
0: well. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, We've got Jared Ford. We've got Ketzel. We've got Chewy Performance Art. Jared's going in hot. Straff got me feeling old. I was a high school senior when Nazar was born. Mm. Heard uh, somebody today shaming uh, folks for saying uh, Nazar or Nazair. Nazar. That's right.
1: Mm. Some of
0: our YouTube brethren were uh, were shaming folks. I I shame not, but uh, uh, I'm just going to sit here and say Nazar because that guy was super mean. I do. Uh, Jared, I have this other
1: weird feeling. Like when I was little used to uh, like gauge how much better at sports you were than somebody based on their age. Like, man, I'm better than you. I'm already eight years old. You're only four. And now it's like, man, Nazar, he's like 18 and I'm not quite double that, but a few, quite a few years more, man, I'm so much better than hockey than him. But, uh, it's all uh, delusion, of course. And uh, just wondered if I was the only one who had that stupid thought about me being better because of the age.
0: Well, Ketzel was 12 at that time. Uh, Chewy, what's going on? Performance art, what's going on?
1: What's up? Um,
0: I li- Jared's like uh, Matt behind the mic. Uh, makes me think of Wilson from, uh, from Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> now, Ketzel throws out their nickname... For Nazar. I got yeah, to get that right. Nazar, and I believe we'd pronounce the, the it the laser. laser. <laughs> <laughs> this is like on the Office when uh, they brought in Sabre, but they
1: thought it was pronounced Sabre. Sabre, Sabre.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sabre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um What's up, Timmy's aboard. He says uh, sorry, he hasn't been here around, uh, been around uh, in a bit. Uh, rough season, but looking forward to next year. Have a good off season. Oh, Timmy, are you just bouncing? <laughs> one good, and done. One <laughs> I just drop a comment and I go. Um, Jared throws out there. Laser. So we're gonna call him Nazar. Laser. laser. Le- oh, that's what that is. Oh, good yeah. call. Have you watched uh, the new Mike Myers show on Netflix?
1: I watched the trailer and I was like, oh man, this is the sizzle reel. Woo! And, uh, <laughs> I kept on stepping
0: <laughs> there's there's a pretty good scene in episode two where my wife and I looked at each other and we said that that is Mike Myers that is a Mike Myers television show to a T like he's a big fan of the poo poo pee pee jokes and uh, he went pretty hard at the beginning of episode two so if well, you guys I'm the target like poo-poo, uh, pee-pee. audience
1: for pee pee
0: so I'm very excited right. to watch episode two now <laughs> do I need to watch episode one? Just watch like the first five minutes of episode two. It was, it was really good. It was a, it was a good bit. It wasn't anything where it's like, oh, now this show can carry itself. Now it's (laughs) cooking. Now now we got a full season. It was one like genius bit, like the kind of bit that was so good that Mike Myers thought of it a couple years ago. And he said, how am I going (laughs) to get this on TV? He wrote a whole show just for this. I'll call Netflix. (laughs) <laughs> and write a whole show uh performance art wants to know if we signed trots yet nope mm. um we did we could get these out of the way let's get this you want to get the red Wing the signings out of the way um taco yeah. signed uh taro Hirose, of course well, that was actually mike that was a sticking point um not not one that we were like really struggling to figure out who, who, you know what to do with this uh but we brought it up a ton uh, during the season, because that was one of our boys that we knew needed a contract. Um, I call him one of our boys, but also I'd like to say this is great for Hirose. Um, I mean, in the yeah. grand scheme of things for Are the Red get- Wings, this isn't the signing that pushes you into uh relevancy, so uh, great for great for Hirose. Oh, that's my summary am of the signing.
1: Am I dating myself if I make a Chappelle show reference?
0: Uh, hey. I think Calvin that...
1: got a job. Good for you, young blood. Good for you. <laughs> Hirose got a job. Good for you, young blood. Good for you. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean, this this is all good for tarot. Uh, I mean, it's it's good we have a guy who can uh jump up on the power play, but I mean this isn't this isn't a signing where I was like, all right, 82 82 games coming up for Hirose. You know, it's um we'll see. Good for Hirose. Uh, also. Signed Stephen Kampfer. Anybody, Mm. Stephen Kampfer? Anyone, Stephen
1: Kampfer? I know he played for Team USA, uh, based on that photo.
0: (laughs) Sorry, that see, that that this is where we're gonna test. Um, this is where we're gonna test Mike or Matt's direction. uh, I don't even know my own name, Matt's direction on where to put his face, uh, for these recordings, right up against the mic. He's also,
1: uh, famous for shooting his, uh, Schwantz off in the movie Eight Mile. Cause I think that's also Cheddar Bob. So very excited for, uh, Stephen Cheddar Bob Camper, um, to join the Red Wings
0: here. Uh, four years, University of Michigan, Mike, from Jackson, Michigan himself. Uh, oh. everybody would be very happy to learn, Jared. Uh, he was born September 24th, 1988. So, uh. He's an old oh. fart like us, so yeah, we're talking to 33 year <laughs> thirty-three-year-old
1: D-man. Yeah, um, a little, a little again, crash Davis action, huh?
0: I feel like uh, sort of the grade we gave for Taro Hirose signing, um, not quite as as damning. I mean, it, it's uh, uh, I would say Hirose's like this. This could mean a lot if if this is a contract that affects our upcoming season i just i'm not predicting it well i'm just saying mike if mr stephen campfer is to affect the 2022-23 season by a great degree uh connor bedard is in her future <laughs> it's just just one of those things i just got you got to throw it out there right like uh, hey
1: you know what the world needs teachers and it needs substitute teachers as well so Stephen, welcome aboard <laughs>
0: Uh, so yeah, it's we, an got important job. yeah, yeah. No, we got that out of Yeah, somebody's got to hit play on the
1: DVD for the science class,
0: right? Uh, Timmy let us know. He's actually, he's headed off to dinner. He saw we went live. He, he just wanted to say hello. Timmy, I I appreciate that. Gosh darn it. I, pre- I appreciate you telling the significant other. Now, hold on. I, I got a comment to leave here on the YouTube. Hold on. <laughs> performance Art also headed out uh, once he learned that we didn't sign trots yet. So see you later, Performance Art. I hope you have a good one he'll be gone till november
1: <laughs> wow he'll uh no I, i'm writing that down and i'm saving that receipt because he's gonna come back when we sign uh
0: my out well, of yeah. nashville if um when when did this become a when for you let's let's break this I, I don't know no i don't know we're gonna talk about it in a minute. i didn't i didn't I know, know you...
1: <laughs> i had my insiders no I, I don't
0: we don't have any information uh, Murdoch wants to know, did I hear correctly that Trotz is giving us an interview? I didn't hear anything. I got to say, Mike, nothing. Uh,
1: I, I don't know if that's a joke. Um, I, I mean, we would be giving him the interview. Um, I, I mean, I know he's got his, you know, his cup uh, with Ovechkin, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I don't know if the name still necessarily has you know, you know that kind of panache that it's you know he's he's only going to entertain a few teams. Is that really the case?
0: I, I mean, does he really want to rebuild? Right? Can I, he say, want to can I say? Can I say too that
1: like the bigger name is still, Iserman. Over Trotz. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ismerman's baby is uh, four wins away from playing for its third Stanley Cup um, in a row. Uh, is it is it third or fourth? I can't remember if they lost one the year before. Um, but I mean, Steve Ismerman's baby, his brainchild, uh, dominated Florida, and now he's got another one over here. So I I feel like the Iserman name is kind of you want to go you want to go coach for him. You know what I mean?
0: you're uh so this would be three years in a row you're the year before that they were ousted in the first round i think to the blue jackets um katzel's review of camp for signing another blue line grandpa (laughs) i mean look we're not trying to be mean here it's just you know i think some people on twitter always get a little excited for when anybody gets signed uh don't have to get too excited about this one. Tristan, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, dude? Oh, Chewy might have nailed it here. Just a just a good old Danny de replacement. And Jared says, Does his knee hurt too? <laughs> we're just trying to give the trainers good practice here. This is what this is all about. Once we're ready we to go up. for a cup, we need we need trainers that have worked on old knees. Uh so we'll see how that goes. All right, not a great joke, but um <laughs> I don't know. We have, we have some other, I don't know. We can get this one out of the way too. Um, Mike, the IIHF Worlds. We got uh, some pretty good performances so far. I still say I don't need Mo Cider at this tournament at all. I'm good. We know who Cider is. The less hockey Cider plays around the world that isn't wearing a winged wheel, the better. Um, But He's still doing pretty good. Gold five assists. He's plus five. Mike, uh, arguably better tournament so far. Pew Suter, three goals, five assists. Doesn't hurt. fuse Pewse, play more, practice more, get some competition in there as much as you can. Cider, we're good. Cider, never again. You no, know,
1: I, I know what you're getting at, but I, I guess when you think of um, like international play, I feel like you always you always think of like the Olympics. And I feel like the Americans cheat because we just have all like the best people from all over the world, and then they, you know, become U.S. citizens, and then Canada just, you know, usually dominates every year. So I, I kind of get Cider wanting to, you know, put Germany on the map um, and be like, no, no, we're we're up there too, and for him to kind of be the uh, like ambassador of German hockey, I think is kind of cool. Like for him to be that good that we pay attention to German hockey.
0: So good for um... him. I mean, I I guess I get your point. Selfishly, I'm... I just... There's a lot of excitement surrounding his performance. And I just... I'm like, no, I get it. Like, he's really good. I just don't want to find out he was so good. He laid out to block a shot. And now I'm going to be without Mo Sider for, like, the first few months of the season.
1: I mean, have you ever shot a a hockey puck as hard as you can at a mountain? Did it seem like the mountain took any damage? Look... it's the same
0: thing with cider. Some rocks will fall. Have you ever seen an avalanche? Yeah, the mountain was fine, Matt. Yeah, the full mountain is fine. I don't expect him to die, but you could chip away at it. He can. He can shrug off a little dirt. He'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Heroic, Mike, a plus one. Woo! Uh, Riley Barber, Mike, uh, a goal and a plus two. Maybe uh, Riley Barber being on the uh, U.S. team might sort of hint what this how uh, did it's uh, all about
1: <clears throat> have we have we have we done any deep uh, investigating into that heroic plus plus 1 like was he on a shift where they scored a goal and he just said you know what, coach i got a got an aching ailment here i think i'm going to sit the rest of this one out just so we could leave with that plus 1
0: i think you absolutely nailed it no i, I have no idea oh i so
1: just assumed that's uh, what happened okay Uh, But I think the biggest name here, Matt, is the coolest name, Mr. Magnus.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Hellberg himself.
0: Yeah, Four four wins and a shutout. (laughs) Now, I will confess. I heard from a completely different source uh, that he only played one game. But the Detroit Red Wings tweeted out he's got four wins and a shutout. So according to the Detroit Red Wings, so I'm just going to say that. I have not watched any of this tournament. But Magnus Helberg having a hell of a time. Uh, at the world, So You know what? I love it.
1: You know what? You can't be upset at the Red Wings. I mean, uh, back in the 90s, uh WCW had pad the win-loss record of Bill Goldberg. So you know what? If Magnus Hellberg's going to come back to the Griffins next year with like 78,000 wins, God bless him. You know, I, I'm not going to be upset. <laughs> I don't need him to be real wins. I, I, I'm i not going to question it. I'm not going to look for the highlights. I just assume it's real.
0: Um. Well, let's go back to Murdoch for a second. Um, he said he heard that there were uh, oh, one of five teams that uh, Trotz was going to interview with. Um, I w- I would assume, from my perspective, if the Red Wings wanted him, I think he'd come over and uh, an interview. I I don't. Uh, I think the only things I've heard in regards to to Trotz would just be which teams have vacancies and who would want them. And I I just kind of been reading the pluses and minuses for each one of those teams. I don't, I don't know if anything's been put in place or if anybody's scheduled anything. I think there's also an element to like, you want to see how all of these teams play out. I mean, what if Carolina was just so sick of having a great possession team every year? And they're just like, you know what, Rod, get out of here. Cause I would be all over Rod Brindamore. So it's one of those things where I I would hold off in case there's a huge move by one of these teams. That's going pretty deep in the playoffs. So, um, maybe, maybe a possibility that one's true, but uh, also a strong possibility since he just signed what, like a four or five year deal last season that they feel pretty good about Rod and their chances of winning with him moving forward.
1: Right. No, and I don't want Murdoch to think, uh, you know, I was crucifying you for that, uh, statement I what I honestly thought you know happened was you know that Trotz you know being a guy who's won a cup that he's only going to entertain a few other teams so I I didn't think that you were you know saying it funky or anything like that I just assumed that's what Trotz was doing um but uh I mean this is still a pretty pretty cool job to work for Iserman I gotta think and you got a, a pretty cool you know highly talented pipeline of young kids coming up that you get to kind of mold into your you know, a little project and you get to be there when this, when the Red Wings turn it around. So it, I think it's a pretty enviable spot. So, um, and I, yeah, I'm on the coattails, absolutely with you. If, if the Red Wings want them, I, I think they could get them, but I, I still don't believe that's what they're going to do. I think they're going for somebody in the SHL. Um, but yeah, I don't you know. To- we don't necessarily have to take a deep dive into that. Cause we did that a couple episodes ago, but go ahead
0: uh thrown out there back to my point on Mo cider uh he yeah. legitimately screamed when he saw Verana take a hit to the knee.
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> now with everything i said about cider he's a man mountain so i'm not worried about him but Verana, no you should be in a plastic bubble until the next season
0: starts uh tristan throw it out there last time ironic was a plus one i think it was before hey! that's Hey-woo! a good one i like that one <laughs> jared's on board <laughs> Uh, oh, Mike, how about this? Murdoch watching WCW. Next hey, or, my no, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, Nitros and then Royal Rumbles. Those are my two addictions on Peacock. Yeah, absolutely love
0: those. Yeah, and then uh, Tristan threw out earlier. Uh, Magnus should definitely be starting in the AHL. Chewy thrown out there. Could be number three goalie, um, as well as a starter in Grand Rapids.
1: Yeah, you guys, I think we're totally on board with you. I, I don't understand why he didn't get even a cup of coffee in Detroit. I don't – that was weird.
0: Uh, Charlie thrown out there. Goalies are funny. GM has a Frogger, he corrected himself, uh type search going now charlie I, d- I feel like i gotta break this down a little bit are you are you you're saying because we're flopping around that we're bouncing back and forth uh with different options mike any interpretation of the, the frogger type search am uh, i missing something sometimes i feel like i throw these out to you and you know right away um uh, well now, goldies this- are
1: they are intrinsically funny Um, goalie man has a fun frogger type search going. No, I don't know what he's saying. Charlie, it might be a, probably just an edit or something, right? Or we're just so old. We just don't understand what you're saying.
0: This could be Charlie. If you're talking about like getting excited about goaltenders or like targeting one, um, sometimes doesn't go the right way because goalies are so finicky. Like I, I definitely have been preaching that for a while. Uh, yeah there's
1: definitely a a bipolar element to it where you feel like hey we found lightning in a bottle and then uh the second half of the season starts and they crap the bed for like 30 games you know right so
0: uh ketzel thrown out there georgia could be a fun reach are we uh i don't know what were we talking about because he says fun reach too did i miss something else oh yeah oh uh,
1: did they did butcher magnus no um Is this in his initials, MG?
0: Oh, are you talking about? My... Are you going back to GM? No, he's talking about. He was, Charlie was talking about GMs. I'm pretty sure.
1: They'll, they'll figure Cancel's it out. Talk they'll they'll take
0: about it out. Kelsey's yeah. <laughs> talking about going after someone else. I just didn't know. If he was talking about if this was going in line with the uh, the Hellberg conversation, just because we're talking about different goaltenders. But yeah, all right, we're all over the place. I'm asking too many questions about the comments. Uh, we have some other stuff we want to talk about. Kat, so just let me know if you just meant let's go after him. Let's see what happens there. Uh, I have no problem with that. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup for eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over? Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Mike, our title of the show. Should the Red Wings draft Frank again? Nazar, Mike, a Little Caesars alumni from Mount Clemens, uh, five foot ten center, one hundred seventy four pounds, shoots from the right side. Mike, we can finally get rid of Sam (laughs) Gagne. As uh, Jared was mentioning earlier, January fourteenth, two thousand four, he's an eighteen year old draft prospect. Mike. He's a center. I'm good with it. <laughs> Frank Nazar could come aboard. But uh we can get into some of the details here. I'm going to roll uh why don't we roll some of the highlights so that we've gotten some well let's let me throw these stats out there before we get too far away. Um let's not forget going to play for Michigan next season. We know how well that program's doing. Yes. Um US uh, NTDP Juniors, 35 points in 24 games. He loves like to split up these stats 15 goals and 20 assists looks pretty good. Played uh, played himself 56 games, 28 goals and 42 assists, 70 points. Mike, I that's the US national uh, U18 team. It's pretty goddamn consistent <laughs> this season. <laughs> to go uh 24 games, 35 points pretty much uh doubles that and goes for 70 points. Uh me likey. That's uh, just our points yeah. perspective.
1: And, I mean I it's kind of like, like, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much because we're coming from Michigan, but being recruited to play hockey at Michigan, I mean, at this point, it's like playing college football for Alabama. Like, it's you're being recruited because you're an A-plus dude. Um, so for him to go play there, it's I think it's a uh, really, really nice mark on the resume.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really great point. I mean, anybody that's getting picked up by that program, you got to be excited about because it, it, it's one of those things... With those programs that are having that type of success, and we're talking like any college sport, uh, you get a lot of pressure uh, to continue that success. So, you're going to be doing the extra scouting, you're going to be taking the extra time to find the guy that's not only going to fit well, but it's going to take your club to that next level so you can continue to, for you know, of course, uh, in the NCAA for uh, hockey you want to get to that frozen four year after year, um. What we see, though, and we have some highlights running, and if uh, if we see some good ones here, I think I'll stop them. But what you see from Nazar is, is going to be a guy who I think has a pretty good head on his shoulders. I think, uh, you know, right now I actually think we're going through some highlights that are, are showing some of his weaknesses, <laughs> to be completely honest. I think uh, he actually picked the wrong guy to go after, but then uh, but then he recovers. So we're talking about a guy who immediately comes back around and after uh maybe making the wrong choice, uh gets himself in the right position to make this play here. So Nazar's about to catch the puck here right before coming over the zone. And he's gonna set up a touch pass or I'm sorry, a touch shot. Uh pretty much a, a tip here on uh on his uh line mate Isaac Howard who uh the two of them played pretty well together in a worlds tournament. Uh this this highlight I think is coming back from April. Uh, But this is a guy, and we'll we'll repeat this highlight in a second here. Uh, But this is a guy, like I just talked about, you you see him make a mistake. And I like that immediately this doesn't get him down. This is something where he's looking to make the next play to fix things. And I don't think it's just about fixing it. I think it's about (laughs) he's got those instincts so ingrained in his head. Uh, and, and a lot of the things that you can see in the Nazar highlights are all going to be about just these right choices of him being in the right spot or when he's playing the wall, it's the right decision to play on the wall. But in that scenario, his instinct is just to turn right around, get the play going the other way, and he it's it's a right there scoring chance, right about hitting the back of the net. And that's right after making a bonehead play on defense. I think those things can be cleaned up. No problem. I think the idea that you make the bad play, but you can immediately turn around and make a good offensive play. That is not what you can teach. That is something that's just like, that's the human of Frank, but he, he was on the defensive side. He was in a pretty good position is what we saw. I think he just picked the wrong guy at the wrong time. I think that could be fixed, but again, that mentality of just going, boom, made a mistake, shut that off, turn around, instinct, go for offense. Love it. And I can yeah. st- we can't stop championing it enough uh, to get that center um, as well. But yeah, go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the, I, if they don't draft a center, you know, the first, their first pick this year, I, I, don't, I don't know what we're doing here, guys. Uh, but, um, we talk so much about Lambert having uh you know one super duper elite skill, and that's his skating. Um, you know, he's got pluses um you know on the map, but it's the skating that you're drafting. Um with uh, the laser uh bizarre Frank, I don't think you're getting, you know, that level of skating, because that's probably the best skater available. But um so many of the highlights um again to kind of be on the, the coattails here, it's from the center position it it looks like the kind of mental plays like the mental chess that somebody like cider plays where it feels like he kind of has that special awareness of not only where you know the defenders are on the ice but where his teammates are going to be coming from to be in a good spot um so it does look like he makes a lot of really smart plays and he kind of I don't know what kind of voodoo magic he's using but it, it definitely feels like he you know knows where his guys are and he knows how to take two to three defenders you know with him strategically cutting at certain points of the ice going you know up the boards and then up the middle and then making a play for a teammate um so you know very easy to see where he fits on the red wings because uh Bless our development system. Uh, you know, we don't quite have all the centers that we need. That's why we're making it such either free agency, trade, or draft, uh, picking up that position. Um, but, I mean, you could easily see where he could, you know, have that familiarity at some point with, like, a Verana. Uh, obviously, depending on his development, Verana sticking around um, and making plays for that guy who has such a wicked shot. Um, so, yeah, that's. I think that would be, for me, um, if the Red Wings do pick uh Frank the tank, uh the laser, um it would mean that they do prioritize, you know, playmaking at that at that position. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him. Obviously he's still a really young guy. Um, you know, I'll I'll uh ribs about you and I aside. Um, but because he's so young, he's small. Right? He's under six foot. Um I don't know if he's got a, a height growth spurt coming, but one thing he does have in his control is bulk. Um and coming in at a buck seventy-four, you know, he can obviously find some, you know, uh weight training within the Red Wing system, um, you know, add some add some muscle to the frame. Um and yeah, that's it's totally feasible. He's still a really young guy, he's still growing. Um, so yeah, I think if you want playmaking, this is the guy you're looking at uh, with the Red Wings first pick.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I want to hit the uh, the comments here in a second, but I also have a pretty nice play that I want to, I kind of want to show off too. That shows off his his playmaking, but uh, that that nice head that's screwed on. Murdoch's on board, center that shoots right. I like it, Chewy. Like the Michigan kid, right hand shot and a center sounds good to me. And a Wolverine, um, Antonio, if he's still available, yes, go for it. Now, uh, Ketzel and Jared here trying to figure out his career face-off percentage. I don't have that, Mike. If, I don't know if you want to see if you can find that real quick, but um, let's let's go over this replay because this this is the type of thing that this is just going to be an all-around Nazar why you draft him. <clears throat> um, now, he's set up now. This, to me... Uh, if you guys can see this right now, of course, anybody listening to the podcast is missing it. We're, we're looking at a Nasar that's standing straight up, but I believe this to be a bit of uh, a game of chicken because you see this a couple of times. Um, you do want to see, you know, some of these kids, you want to see them a little bit more engaged. This is one guy in the offensive zone. So I think Nasar is okay. When we hit play here, you can see he was covering that passing lane the whole time. Uh, and just his positioning and his ability to sniff out where that play was going leads to this where Nazar drives to the center of the ice to allow his winger on the bottom here to come up into the play, and this immediately becomes a three-on-two. And, Mike, you were talking about his his size, but this is clearly uh, could become the more physical uh, play moving forward. Now, he does get lucky that the defense backs up right? Like they're going to play this, this is a three on two, but that choice to go center, he's ready to get physical. So he's a little guy, but he's ready to get physical. Now Nazar takes it in, finds his boy Howard, boom, back of the net. Uh Actually he's on that second shot there, but it's, it's just such a, a great, a great mind of his to set this up, to make sure it's a three on two so that he can get this and played if that wasn't the three on two you don't get the confusion from the defenseman you don't get that second shot from howard where he does put it in the back of the net howard gets the goal that is 1000 percent. even starting from the defensive zone nazar and again it's not it's not you'll see some of these guys mike um like we'll we'll see highlights for some of the guys in europe And what you see is just over and over these guys taking the puck in the offensive zone. They're just spinning in circles and you're like, well, yeah, that's great. They're great at puck handling, but that's not how the game's going to work. Once you get over into the NHL, you're not going to have all this time to just keep going in circles, trying to find a play. Yeah, This Mike is very NHL. This is getting things moving on the rush. This was him getting in those passing lanes, playing the game the way we're going to see it played in the NHL. And again, this is about him making these right choices where even though we mentioned he's five foot ten, he's gonna go in the center of the ice to possibly get more physical. But when he does that, he's making space for these guys, and that space created the goal, it created the second chance for Howard because Nazar has that head screwed on tight. So we talked about just a week ago, Brad Lambert. We talked about the high skill. We talked about how he was probably one of the best skaters in the draft. Things you can't teach. More things you can't teach coming from Frank. He just, he seems to have a really solid, he's going to have a really solid hockey sense base to start with, to build with, that I think any coach is going to love to play around with. And I I think I saw earlier this week that he's getting Dylan Larkin comparisons. And... Hmm. I I kind of I don't know sometimes I don't know if you want to build up two lines and have two centers that come off with an identical set of you know skills um but I will say I, I see a different guy that uh, now the Larkin is physical but I, I I wonder if we think speed first with Larkin and I I'm just seeing some decision making here that doesn't necessarily rely on speed it relies on, this mindset of making room for the guys around me and I'll get physical if I have to, even though I'm a smaller guy. So I don't know. Larkin does that, right? Like he makes room for his boys uh, so that, you know, Lucas Raymond can get a good shot off. Bertuzzi can get a good shot off, but I I just, it's, it's hard for me to just look at Nazar right now and I don't necessarily see the exact same game as Dylan Larkin, but I, it's certainly, Like they both have that mentality of of making things work for the rest of the team around them, so that's not necessarily something to poo poo. But I think if it was the exact same play style, I don't know. To me, I I like to differentiate, right? Like you get that out of the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're not you're looking at two centers on the Lightning of Stamkos and Braden Point, who's hurt now. But you're looking at guys that play the game differently, and I think that's good. You got to mix it up for your opponent.
1: Yeah. And, um, just, just to, with, uh, Nazar, he, I mean, he's, he's also a very good skater. Um, uh, just Lambert is probably the best. Um, but uh, as far as that question about the the faceoff percentage, really tough, uh, because most of the statistics that, you know, they, they want to publish are related to goals assists. And then, uh, you know, like a very hollow plus minus, or I, I don't know why we give a hoot. I, I, I the way it's touted, like why penalty minutes are still like, Oh, and he had a uh, 20 minutes this season. Like, Oh wow. He's really doing well for himself. <laughs> All right? Um, but on the one, um, statistic I could find they they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't like break it down game by game. Um, but they did say that for the most part, he was over 50%, um, on his faceoff off percentage, um, a few games of 60. And I think they said only maybe one or two in the forties. So, um, you know against that uh, against his peers he's been you know above 50% for
0: the most part so kind
1: of take what you can from that but um yeah looks like something positive
0: we do have uh if anybody was questioning uh, the physicality of uh, of Nazar i did, i am just kind of rolling through these highlights and looking for some good ones here um, but eventually we're going to see this play set up where Nazar has a couple of options right Uh, We've already been talking about Isaac Howard. And how about I pull up the replay? We've already been talking about Isaac Howard a little bit here. And this is where Nazar, I think, has the choice. I think we've already got three defensemen for Canada that are, they they know what's going on. Like, uh, I think this game finished and Isaac Howard had four goals. Uh, So Frank's going to come in and they know, like, we got to play this line physical. If Frank's got his boy right behind him, number three, Isaac Howard, why not just pass it backwards? But as we move forward here, we're going to see he has an option to go behind the net. This is where the physicality of his choices comes into play. And this is where Frank just goes straight at the goalie, (laughs) even though there were three three defensemen bearing down. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Now, a lot of this is getting the speed. He knew that he could get the angle and get around the defenseman. That is very key, something you got to fall in love with but that decision-making to go flying at the net uh, to, to try and put another goal in the back um, is beautiful. I I, I I love seeing this. I, I really like the decision-making I'm seeing out of Frank. And um, I mean, we just showed off his, his skating abilities. I think it's, I think most of this though, it's all about that. Uh, it's all about that decision-making um, something, a kid that age, who isn't necessarily just getting around guys uh, by like, you know, the deeks or we're doing like the flashy moves right now. I mean, this is just to me, it's a mix of speed like we just saw, but it's like maybe 60-40 is just going to be grit where this guy's just like, all right, head down. Let's see what happens. So, Mike thumbs up for me. I don't know what else we have to dissect here. Um we'll keep looking at guys that are available in the draft. I think we're just going to keep repeating ourselves uh if we continue to take a look at these highlights. Uh because ultimately you know I th- I think we'd love to to have the number 1 pick. We'd love to have the number 2 pick, but um I don't think the number 8 pick is going to hurt us that much and I think I think we're at least seeing you know two two straight weeks here, right? There's going to be things to like uh depending on even if we went with a guy who's falling down the draft and Brad Lambert, who even most recently with a website, like elite prospects rated him as top skater in the draft. Uh, But Nazar, if you're, if I'm going to say, if you're probably looking for a guy who's going to make a difference a little bit quicker, uh, probably be Frank. I think we were talking last week about like three to four years development uh, with Brad. Yeah. I mean, the types of things that make Nazar successful and you talk about for me at least is grit and the decision making uh, is number two. I think you could put that in play. You could try to put that in play in year one, but yeah, this this is going to be a kid who's going to go to the uh, go to a, a University of Michigan and play a couple seasons probably. So you probably get him one if not two seasons quicker than you would with Brad. So maybe another another winning point to go with Frank. All right. Yeah. What else do we have here mike um oh um the playoffs well, yeah i
1: i felt i know there's uh obviously uh, not a lot of you know for a red wing fan uh, we're just gonna be twiddling our thumbs here for another couple seasons until uh <laughs> the next rookie of the year in uh edmondson after uh cider takes it home this season um you know comes out and uh dominates but I guess the only thing I wanted to mention is because I know how excited you were for the Florida Panthers. Um, after they loaded up in the, in the off season, they loaded up at the deadline. Um, I mean, they, they dominated the league points wise and, uh, snuffed. We'll use the word snuffed, uh, by the Tampa Bay lightning here in four games, the only sweep, um, in the, uh, semifinal round. And, um, I know that they're playing Tampa and Tampa just like it's playoff time. So they know how to put their heads down and they're like, you know, they've done this before. They've done it back to back. Um, this is, this is a special group. Uh, we might, you know, look at this group, you know, in a, in a decade, a couple decades, decades ago, man, Iserman built built the shit out of those Tampa Bay lightning. Why didn't he ever do it for the Red Wings? <laughs> um, but, um, no, I think, um, I think as a Red Wing fan, it's just kind of interesting to compare those two teams, right? Um, obviously, you know, Eisman had such a heavy hand in assembling uh, Tampa. But, I, I mean, you know, from the Kucherovs, the Stamkos, um, you know, Braden Point, uh, Palat, um, you know, uh, go down the line, Hedman, uh, Vasilevsky, all these huge cogs in their success um, drafted and it's the slow process it's the boring process because you just got to wait and wait and wait for these guys to develop um in florida you know i you can't be upset with them because they're trying to put a competitive product together um you know i if if you want to look at you know uh, trading trading for a lot of their players um you know claude drew uh the reinhardts um you know, not as huge of a piece obviously, but uh Hornquist's, um they signed Babrowski um Declare it's is another
0: big one. Yeah, that I, one I just, that I was I really wanted to pick up. Uh but yeah, go ahead.
1: No, uh you know, and if you want to throw Joe Thornton on there. Tee-hee. Um but I guess what I meant is um there's there's a philosophy that you know, we're gonna we're gonna really see what what it's like um, for Iserman managing these Red Wings, because if he just continues, you know, as he's been doing, um, I and I don't foresee any playoffs if they just keep you know plugging away with the draft, um, not next season. Um, and so, do you really want to, you know, try that Florida approach and see if you can kind of accelerate this um, this build? You know, by dipping into free agency, dipping into you know the trade markets, so you have to give away valuable assets. Um, you know that means giving away draft picks. Or, man, do you you just keep plugging away and just kind of be patient, like Iserman did before. It's it's so alluring, um, you know, to you know win the off season and then all of a sudden you're you know you're you find some center, you you know trade for some center, maybe you. Um, you know sign a free agent or two do you go the panther route which obviously it, it feels like you shouldn't have done that this season right it, it doesn't feel like it quite panned out but do you kind of get what i'm getting at where you're you're going to be tested your patience is going to be tested as a red wing fan because i i don't think they're going to go the panther route i think if they sign people or trade for people it's it's going to be on the on the peripheral cost-effective guys and you're gonna be waiting for draft picks to develop so i, I just comparing those two teams com- comparing how they've been put together and they they both had you know good regular season success but man uh, this 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 core assembly the core assembly philosophy i i i think it's i think it's what's in our future and i think a somewhat more boring off season than people anticipated is in the red wing future matt do you agree
0: I mean, yeah, you bring up the best point, right? (laughs) The Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Yeah, I didn't realize how many of these guys were not drafted uh, for Florida. I mean, I guess I felt it, but looking at this, I mean, you're talking four forwards. (laughs) Everybody else was brought in through free agency or trades. Um, I mean, two defensemen, and that's it. You got six guys. (laughs) <laughs> and I mean Tampa what do you have who's who's the best guy uh Brandon Hagel they just brought in I'm talking about best guy that they they traded for um I mean Corey Perry's playing on the fourth line who cares Patrick Maroon again he's just like give me those cup teams that's all I want to do and now he's going to be a lightning for life um but yeah I mean at the top here Cooch Stamkos Point, Palat, Sorelli, uh, Killorn, yeah, throw in Ross Colton. He got a special goal. Um, but on the defensive side, a little bit of a different story, right? You've only got Kel Foot and Victor Hedman. So there's definitely a game to be played on both sides. And Iserman, uh, think about that, right? Victor Hedman drafted um, by the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't even think he was, he wasn't even drafted by Steve Iserman. So Steve built the defense through trade. So that's interesting. I got to say there's an element to it where if Steve finds out one side or the other, right. Has a deficiency. He'll start to build through trade, but you don't see these huge contracts. Uh, Your largest contract by a signed individual coming onto the team. I see 1 million on the forward side. And I see one point three million on the defensive side. Everybody else draft and trade. I think that's huge. How about how about your goalie just happens to be the best goalie ever? Will shut down any game that you have. You come in and you can win the series. Vasilevsky's gonna shut you down. That's uh that's incredible. Um but yeah, I mean, all that all that stuff thrown together. Um it definitely paints the picture for what we need to expect from Stevie and not a huge free agent splash would probably be the first thing on that list. Um it's not exciting to talk about that, but um I mean wh- wh- who would you rather be? Would you rather be yeah. the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning right now? Um I mean, that's yeah, a, and I mean it's um, oversimplifying it to the nth, but um
1: yeah. And I've, it also kind of feels like, you know, the Red Wings will have made it when you're, you know, looking at their camp friendly and it's, you know, not just Larkin and Bertuzzi, but, um, you know, you, you know, seeing the, you know, the Larkin, the, Larkins, the, the Lucas Raymonds the, the Bergrens you're seeing the Edmonsons you know, along with the ciders, um, you know, the, the Wallanders um, you know, my, my beloved Elmer Solterblom, if you're seeing my be- beautiful unicorn up there, um, uh, it feels like if those guys are all making it, then that's probably a pretty good indication that you know what you're doing as far as talent evaluation goes. Instead of, you know, trying to pick up guys who are 29, you know, right about to turn 30 and watch their value and skills uh, start to decline. So I just, uh, you know, watching that series. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to rib you too much. I know you're kind of bummed about Florida, but man, It's, uh, it, it also is kind of bumming me out as a Red Wing fan because I'm like, man, I, I, I'm used to, you know, my, my silly NBA where, because it's only a 12 man team, it's easy to see how like acquiring one or two guys makes a world of difference. And suddenly you can be a playoff team, but this is, this is going to be a long game. This is going to be waiting for more draft picks to pan out. So you can become Tampa Bay and be a, you know, a real cup contender. So, yeah, uh, the proof's in the pudding there, man. It's going to be another another one for the Lightning. Oh, another cup? <laughs> it certainly I'll, looks that way.
0: Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll say, what a, I got rid of our little slide here. Um, looking at who's left. I think it would be really fun at this point, now that we've seen the Lightning just absolutely destroy the Panthers. I just want to see Avalanche and Lightning in the cup final that would be wouldn't really mind, cool wouldn't mind seeing connor mcdavid though i just think if it was the lightning versus the oilers i feel like it's going to be a four game win a four game series uh for the lightning i think they would easily handle
1: <laughs> yeah they, the depth is obviously far superior but i you know watching how the nba gets to market giannis um uh, market you know luka doncic if if they could get mcdavid out there god that that would be fantastic and maybe not get swept by Tampa. <laughs> maybe have a few, um, you know, high scoring affairs where they end, you know, some wild seven to six, you know, eight to seven kind of thing. Um, I think that would be really cool for the NHL. Help get those names out there.
0: Uh, performance starts right there with us, uh, with, uh, Colorado and Tampa would be an exciting finals. Uh, Ketzel says, do you build a cup winner or dynasty? Tampa's like, ha, right. both. Right. That's <laughs> the performance <laughs> it's an answer. It was Ketzel, you killed both. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you make the choice on that? I think, I think, um, I think even Florida would argue right now, like, they're not screwed next year. No, but I
1: think, uh, you know, they were trying to, the Lightning are a dynasty. I mean, the way that they keep those core guys together and they're able to, you know, kind of sell off their third and fourth liners and keep this train going, uh, where the Panthers, because of the way they've been acquiring players, that felt like, man, let's go get a cup this year. And, you know, it didn't work out. But, I mean, they're going against a team that (sighs) this, you know, it's so hard to build a dynasty, but, man, the Lightning are on their way to doing it. Incredible stuff.
0: Um, we did get Shane Barry throughout there, brothers. Your thoughts on Ryan Worsofsky as head coach? Um, I think Ketzel gave a quick answer. He said, "I do not want another AHL guy." To be honest, um, I think I. This is just another name to throw in there for me to just talk about. You know what? What would all the options be? But yeah, I mean, we we've I think. I think from a a want perspective, I mean Gronborg is is number 1 on the list. And if it had to be if we we're playing this game where it was just like, you know what, you guys think it's too easy to bring a guy over from the SHL. I think there is a lot to like about Barry uh Trots and I I don't know. I mean, we just we just went through an AHL head coach and someone who's arguably at the time, everybody said, this is it. This is your coach for the future. Like when we picked him up. So I'm not saying that Gromborg is the only option. I just know that's the one I'd be more excited about.
1: Yeah. Gromborg for me, um, I, I'm, I'm sticking with my SHL guy, um, because of the way the Red Wings, um, talent acquisition, as far as the draft goes has you know, uh, you know, leaned so heavily, um, from that area of the world. Um, I mean, Warsavsky, my God, what a resume, uh, you know, as a 34 year old head coach, <laughs> um, you know, incredible, uh, point percentage, um, uh, you know, winning division titles kind of thing. Um, I just don't know if. This iteration of the Red Wings needs, you know, a thirty-four-year-old guy, um, and I, you know, we're saying that, you know, uh, months removed from like a, a Sean McVay winning the Super Bowl, who, you know, also a very right. young man. Um, but I feel like this this team of Red Wings, I, I feel like they need somebody who's gonna kind of, you,
0: you know, scare Dad. the
1: kid, scare the kids a little bit.
0: Yeah. Dad's There's a lot of kids away. coming up
1: I, I don't know if they need a peer to try and do that i don't know if that i don't know if that voice is going to ring as strongly right now for this batch of, of red wings um so i you know i if he wants to file an ageism suit against me go ahead um <laughs> i just don't No, think it's a great this,
0: point
1: i just don't think that this voice for this young of a team with so many young guys you know on the cusp of coming up um I I'd, I'd want somebody a little more seasoned, that's all. But he's he's probably gonna be
0: awesome. I mean, when you look at Sean McVay too winning a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl when that team was <laughs> freaking amazing. Yeah. So are we are, are we ready to be freaking amazing? Uh, I Ketzel will...
1: I don't want to step on your on your point, but Ketzel makes a, a great uh great line here where he says we certainly have a feast of choices. Yeah. You could pick a Stanley Cup winner. You could pick a guy with a lot of NHL experience. You could pick the best of the best from the AHL. You could pick the best of the best from the SHL. And I think that's that kind of ties into what we said earlier about you know this this Red Wing job is is still really you know uh, cream of the crop. Um, I, I, Steve's really going to have his his choice of the litter for sure.
0: Well, um, I think it's about time we wrap up. Um, we have a couple more comments, and then we'll sail off into the sunset. Um, Charlie's upset. Tampa will win it. It sucks. Maybe Evs, but no. Um, performance art throws out their problem with McDavid is he has no character. Needs some character to build the game. Um, oh, you need some characters to build the game. I get it. Performance arts talking about off the ice. Great picture, by the way. If you guys want to look it up uh, mcdavid met like a couple of fans at an airport they're both smiling ear to ear and mcdavid jaw open staring straight at the camera no smile no reaction of eddie's start, just, uh, <laughs> great picture i guarantee you guys google search mcdavid airport you guys will see it um <laughs> performance art. that's a great that's a great point um I mean, watching like that TNT broadcast and you get Bissonette in there and you're kind of like, this guy's a hockey player? It's just not how hockey players act. It's pretty crazy uh, that we, I mean, we love the sport so much, but yeah, we fall in love clearly with the sport. And we fall in love with guys' performances, but it's pretty rare that we fall in love with them because of the goofy character that they bring to the ice uh to any interviews anything like that they're they're pretty pretty docile like they yep. like to keep to themselves all right uh but i did say we were sailing off uh so uh eric johnson peace out charlie have a good one
1: thanks for checking in guys appreciate it
0: chewy performance art ketzel jared everybody shade barry thanks for coming along thanks for bringing up uh Warsawski. I think that was a nice little uh, ditty there to throw at the end of the show. I'm missing anybody Murdoch. Thanks for coming aboard. And we had Timmy earlier and Antonio. Thanks guys for coming. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Um uh, I don't know. Mike, I think I think we might take another weekend off since I've got uh we had to <laughs> we had to push back uh my son's birthday party cuz he got sick last weekend. Uh Mike, are we going to see you at this birthday party? Should we order pizza for Mike?
1: I do like a good pizza, but I don't know. We're supposed to go up north. I don't know what's all right.
0: happening. Just why? We'll, right. well, the sooner you know, uh, you know. I'm I excited
1: don't... to see uh, my little teddy boy because I got a really cool gift for him. I'm excited for him to play with it.
0: Oh, cool! All right. Uh, so yeah, guys, we'll we'll see you next week. We're gonna take this weekend off. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend, and then we'll get rolling into more uh, draft coverage and hopefully we'll have a coach to talk about soon enough and uh, the stanley cup all right guys have a good one peace